This July 4th, celebrate the spirit of freedom and comfort with Minky Couture Blankets. Wrap yourself in the softness of luxury minky fabric as you cozy up under the stars and stripes. Our blankets are designed to ignite your patriotic pride and keep you warm all night long. From backyard barbecues to fireworks in the sky, make every moment memorable with Minky Couture. Indulge in the ultimate comfort and style this Independence Day. Visit us at MinkyCouture.com or your nearest store today and embrace the true essence of July 4th with Minky Couture Blankets. Freedom has never felt so cozy. Good morning, everyone. How's it going? This is GoLongTD.com, the GoLong podcast. Thank you so much for working this show into your busy life. We greatly appreciate it. Jim Onis is off being a busy man. XFL duties call and Aaron Rodgers news continues. So here on the podcast, I thought we would switch gears a little bit. You know, I wanted to get the New York Jets perspective on this entire situation, We heard from Aaron on his platform, the Pat McAfee Show. Today, he confirmed what we reported four weeks ago, that the Green Bay Packers are done, finished, moving on from the Aaron Rodgers business and want to start Jordan Love. Just a matter of compensation, getting the deal done, wish lists, ransom notes, whatever you want to call uh, that list that includes Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis. Um, that All that stuff needs to be sorted out, but it's a done deal. He's moving on. So why? Why are the Jets going down this road? Uh, Connor Orr is one of the absolute best in the business. Granted, I'm very biased. He's one of my best friends. We went to college together at Syracuse, covered uh, Doug Marone's first year of Syracuse, Syracuse Orange football together in 2009 at the Daily Orange. Um, but all of that notwithstanding, he's just an unbelievable writer incredible reporter, just a, really an analyst of the game that is, that is rare. He thinks outside of the box, and he lives 10 minutes from the Jets facility and has a really, really deep knowledge of both the Giants and the Jets out there in New Jersey. So uh, let, let's get his perspective here on the show. You can follow all of Connor's work at SportsIllustratedSI.com. He is cranking out content daily. Thank you so much for listening, and reading at golongtd.com. Here he is, ladies and gentlemen, my good friend, your good friend, Number one in your program, number one in your heart, Connor Orr. It is always good to see you, my friend. Uh, up, just looking at your office brings me back to 744 Ostrom. So I'm glad we can make this as real as possible. I know much to my wife's disappointment, I, I adopted the like rundown house full of shit on the walls mentality. So I brought that to our actual home, which I don't think she's totally psyched about. You got to pick your battles, right? I mean, you got to know <laughs> with your wife what battles are kind of worth fighting here. You know, like the throw pillows was one I, I fought for a little while because they're useless and they don't really achieve anything. And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to I'm gonna take this energy and, you know, put it toward something else. You know, there, there's something else out there for us to take. Yeah, we're going to so. eat for dinner when we go out on Friday. Um, what, what kind of beer are we going to order? Where are we going to go on vacation? Those are the, those are the fights to fight everything else. You just let them win, you know? 
No doubt about it. Right. I'm not going to complain about the the bag of trash that's, you know, in the garage, but not in the bin. I'll, I'll pick that up and put it in. That's that's fine. That's, you know, we'll, we'll take those. <laughs> we'll take those. It's the big stuff that you got to fight day. for. I'll take that all day. <laughs> all right. So we've been uh, writing about Aaron Rodgers a lot. Jordan Love a lot. The Green Bay Packers. And. You know, for good reason. We've got a lot of subscribers who are who are Packer fans. I think you know this whole situation is appealing to any like, forget football fans. If you're a fan of the human condition, you're you're probably uh, you know waiting on pins and needles for what Aaron Rodgers is going to do next. But I wanted to talk to Connor here because a you're one of the best writers in the country, but one of the best football thinkers in the country, and you have such a perspective parachuting into all of these locker rooms, all of these teams. And you're, you've been around the Giants, you've been around the Jets a ton. You probably know the Jets as well as anybody from a national perspective. So I just want to dive right into it, Connor. Like, where are the Jets coming from here? Is it total desperation, right? Woody Johnson sees a team whiffing on Sam Darnold, Zach Wilson. He wants a winner. He wants to be relevant. He sees the New York Giants relevant again in that market uh, because Aaron Rodgers comes with, a ton of obvious red flags. I mean, they're kind of repeating a lot of the same mistakes that Green Bay has already. If we're to believe the wish list slash ransom note, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> um, I like ransom note. <laughs> so I don't know. Where, where, where do you start with the Jets? Where do you yeah. start with their motive here? <laughs> I like the idea of Aaron Rodgers cutting them out in the little magazine letters and then just sliding it under the door to Joe Douglas and being like, <laughs> like it's like Randall Cobb. Um, so give me the remains of Randall Cobb. I don't <laughs> the care remains of if he runs Cobb. a five, four. <laughs> here's what I'll say. I think that the team has turned a corner from, um, from an optic standpoint. And I, I saw this, like, I, I saw this a, a couple weeks into last year, I was visiting with Robert Sala and we were talking about, remember they had that crazy comeback win over the Browns with Joe Flacco at the end of the game. It was like week three, week two or week three. And we we're talking about <clears throat> and I saw some of these plays where you had guys going sideline to sideline to make open field ankle tackles on Nick Chubb. And I was like, I don't know why, but as someone who's watched almost every Jets game for the last 13 years, 14 years, those are the little plays that are missing. It's the technical stuff. It's like the want to plays. It's the desire plays. And we we're talking about this idea of really creating a culture and turning things around. I think the Jets did that. I think Robert Sala achieved in a way that a lot of other coaches couldn't. The one problem has been and has will always be quarterback there. And I think, as crazy as this sounds, I think he is the only option. And the reason why I say that is, you know, unless you're going to go get Ryan Tannehill, um, unless you were going to ask Jimmy Garoppolo to wait for you, like you have to make the playoffs this year or else I think – there would be organizational pressure to move on and destroy everything that they've created. And if you're the jets, it's like, okay, we know that Zach Wilson and Aaron Rodgers get along. We know that Zach Wilson has patterned his game and his playing style after Aaron Rodgers. We know that that's probably the one guy that we could bring in and he could be like, okay, let me follow this person around for a year and hope that he comes out better. The other side, I think if you look at all of their plans on a pros and cons list, this is probably your best option. Now is Aaron making it very hard in an Aaron Rodgers kind of way. Yeah. 
Um, but this whole pro this whole thing's been really interesting to me, right? And I, I'll I'll defer to you, but I, I will say this: like I, I I know Nathaniel Hackett well. I know that offense really well. And I would say this: if you're running outside zone, no matter what you're doing, Mercedes Lewis and Alan Lazard are two players that you would want to have, that you would need to have almost. So, like, how bad is the wish list? I mean, I'm not spending twenty million dollars on Odell Beckham, but like. Some of this stuff I think is crazy and outlandish, and I think is Aaron just being Aaron to make it difficult. But some of this I think is still along the lines of somewhat smart team building. Like I don't see desperation yet. If they drag Jordy Nelson out of retirement or something, I think they see desperation, right? But like, I mean, a Hackett offense needs certain things, and they need um, they need wide receivers and tight ends who are going to block and block really well and block dynamically. And Lazard is one of like the five receivers in the NFL that lives for doing dirty work. And so I don't know, there are desperate I ideals in this, but I think there are also smart team building ideals. If that makes sense. There's two sides to the coin here. I like the Lazard signing. Was it four years, 44 million? It's a yeah. lot, but he, he, he is a really good receiver. I mean, he opened up a lot of holes in the run game reliable in the past game i'm with you there i'm more so thinking just everything that aaron Rodgers entails sure. from a personality standpoint you know in addition to his own game he didn't throw for 300 yards in any game last season didn't really see the field well he missed a lot of open receivers mm -hmm. and his, his legs just weren't there because he didn't give a damn about the offseason I, I, I is he going to care about the offseason now i mean maybe he's pissed off to a point where he wants to stick it to green bay he sounded like vintage Aaron Rodgers in that department you know he, he sounded like somebody who wants to prove people wrong so maybe that compels him to show up for OTAs I I just don't know I mean I think the Jets have done such a good job of building mm -hmm. that roster everywhere else around the quarterback position it's such a dichotomy to see just all of these studs on defense which there's your sales pitch by the way to Aaron Rodgers oh why why do you why should you want to play here we we kicked your ass with Zach Wilson for crying out yeah. loud at Lambeau Field <laughs> like that's why um but the defense is loaded I mean Garrett Wilson's gonna be a star if he already isn't one Brees Hall it was so good before that ACL and we've seen running backs recover quickly from that injury I I don't know they just kind of you you, you might be right maybe this was like their only option at this point but to still drop this potentially volatile personality into the mix. I'm just picturing like a science lab and all these potions and then the room just bursts into flames. There's a, there's that, that risk there that whew, I don't know if it's worth it. I it's really don't huge. from a Jets perspective. It's huge. Right. And here's a, like, there's a couple things. Um, I think I, I'd be very curious from a legacy standpoint for, if you're Aaron Rodgers, do you, not show up for OTAs when you go to the Jets. And let's assume that the trade's consummated by then, right? Do you skip out on OTAs when that has become part of your narrative now? And you know you're so legacy-minded at this point, just like Tom Brady was at the end. And he did a lot of things, I think, differently towards the end to sort of wrap, tie everything up in a bow. Peyton Manning certainly did that, too. If you're Rodgers, do you show up for your last OTAs? Do you finally kind of give a little bit more of yourself than you have in the past, not 
because you're changed in any way, shape or form, but because you're trying to tie a bow on this, right? You're in the biggest media market in the world. Do you think that if you play nice for a year in front of everybody and you act like the consummate teammate, you could almost go out with everybody saying, oh, I don't know what they're talking about. This guy's great. You know, I mean, that to me would be as vintage Aaron as plotting and as devious, right, as as sort of 3D chess playing, as would be the, well, I'm not showing up anyway, because I don't show up. And I'm, you know, why would I change, you know, and so I do, I do wonder if there's like an interesting element that and two, um, when you've covered the Packers. Um, I, I, I've been very interested to hear people say like the big, bad New York media. Um, I think the Packers beat is really talented. I think uh, there are people on the Packers beat that ask a lot of really good questions. Has Aaron been able to kind of have it his way a little bit there? And will he much less so in New York? No doubt. So for me, I'm wondering, you know, okay, does he start to get itchy with that sort of stuff? Does he blow off interviews? Does he, you know what I mean? He doesn't have everything kind of set up the way that he wants it. How do those little things start to impact the day to day? Um, and, you know, I don't know. I mean, is is he still doing his thir- weekly Thursday press conference by the middle of October? I don't know. It, that, that I think that's a fair question to ask. That's a really good point. There are, I'm friends with them, some really good people who cover the Packers and ask tough questions. There's also somebody that was a friend of his that sat down with Aaron after a certain Bleacher Report story and just kind of gave him carte blanche, like he was at the line of scrimmage to tee uh, off. And as we've seen, the quarterback is a little less than truthful on many many topics since then. So I better mm-hmm. better stop myself short right there. Kind of. It was interesting. This the same fella, the same toad, we'll call him. But those early practices with Jordan Love, like in OTAs, when when Aaron's holding the team hostage in 2021, and you know says he's not going to be a Packer through all of his surrogates. And and I mean, that, that, those four months were nuts. I mean, he made yeah. it clear to everybody, I'm not coming back. I just remember listening to a Milwaukee radio and you would have thought it was a funeral the way Jordan Love was performing. Like, oh, and almost in tears slash mockery slash how could Green Bay let it get to this point? So he does have had people out there who he has been able to manipulate and curry favor with that he won't have in New Jersey, right? Unless this person just flies out there, maybe he gets a job covering the Jets. So, <laughs> I mean, listen, I I think you you've been on a beat right before, and I think that there is there is a there's an element of right there's a game that you play, and you know you know if this player just gets crushed by everybody, it's like well you know maybe I'll try to get to know this guy, and you know maybe that's sort of you know. Uh, maybe I'll try to understand this person differently. There's going to be a Rogers apologist in New Jersey, in New York. There's just going to be, you know, there's two warring tabloids. There's like nine papers that cover that, uh, you know, uh, totally, you know, I mean, there's going to be a Rogers apologist that's built into this. I think he's smart enough to know how to move everything East and set up, set things up the way that he wants to get upset. My curiosity is, you know, I mean, this this is gigantic in terms of like specter, spectacle, optics. Um, you know, I mean, if it's if they're seven and one, he's untouchable. You know, um, if they're two and five at one point, like what happens? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that that to me is going to be interesting. You know, I'm interested in what he's going to do this off season. Will he show up? 
um, will he try to really kind of put that last little flourish on like on the Hall of Fame career, play nice for the committee, walk out and, you know, wear the Joe Namath 12, bring this team to the playoffs and then be like, okay, showed you guys how great I am. Don't need to do it anymore. See you later. Or does it explode? You know what I mean? And and if it explodes, holy crap. You know, <laughs> like right, right. I don't know. Part of me, if I'm the Jets, we, we talked about Lamar Jackson when you were out here in Buffalo, which by the way, Connor just kicked ass on all of his stories around the Buffalo Bills out of the Demar Hamlin situation. Just go through the archives, check it out. Your story on a buddy of mine, Jeremy White, was just unbelievable, Connor. But you mentioned uh, Lamar Jackson. We were at Elmo's getting wings, and we were trying to figure out like, where, where where's Lamar Jackson going to go. If, if I'm the Jets, like give me five years of guaranteed money to Lamar Jackson over whatever the hell these next five years entail with Aaron Rodgers and post Aaron Rodgers with the wreckage you could potentially leave behind. I, I've, I've heard that argument. I agree with you in terms of like, I agree with you in terms of the sensibility of that. Like, I think it makes sense. I just think that they are so far down the road on this offense. Like they are like, and, and really like, it's interesting, right? I've talked to some coaches who run this and by that offense, I'm saying basically Kyle Shanahan's offense, right? And the Packers run at the Titans run at the Falcons run. I mean, I think I looked it up the other day. I think it's almost 40% of the NFL is running this offense at this point, but a couple of coaches have told me it takes about two years to get all of the pieces that you need um, in place. And so I think that they have been so aggressive in like getting the right receivers, getting the right tight ends, getting the right tackles, getting the right guards, you know, and if you tried to blow it up, like I'm sure you could make it work for Lamar, but I think you would need like almost another year to get Lamar pieces in. And I just think that they're so there and Aaron Rodgers already knows the verbiage. He already knows the offense. He already knows the terminology. He'll know Lazard. Garrett Wilson, you don't have to get to know because that guy is just open all of the time. And so I I just think for them, they see it as like, I mean, if this thing doesn't blow up, we win 10 games next year, like easy, you know? And I I just think that's where they're at. And I think driving this ship is obviously Woody, right? I mean, he's wanted a star quarterback so badly um, and had one for a minute and Brett Favre hurt, got hurt. And then we went through, Mark Sanchez and Greg McElroy and team Tebow and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Geno Smith. And, you know, I mean, so for him, I think he views this as like, you know, come on, like this is, I think this is kind of what it's been building to at this point. You know, do you think, I mean, Hackett's obviously on board. I wonder where Sal and Douglas are. Are they as gung ho as Woody or is, is, I mean, this is a question that only they know, I guess. How, how much is the owner behind this? I'm interested, right? Like, I, I think it's probably Woody driven. I would imagine it being Woody driven. And at this point, you're two years into a four or five year deal. And, you know, if you're solid, right, if you want to be able to see this thing through, you have to make the playoffs this year. You know, year three is make or break. You either got to, your, your coaches either get extended or, fired usually after year three a lot of them don't go into year four without a new contract and so i think if you look at it from his perspective and i can't blame him like and again i don't know this for certain but it's like if it's me too it's like okay 
let's let's grin and bear it. Let's give him everything he wants. Let's make him happy for a year. And then I get my contract extension. Hopefully Zach's got his head together. And and then we move forward in that direction. Almost do like what the Giants were able to do with Daniel Jones, like resurrect him in the last year of that rookie deal and then get something going after that. That's got to be my best case scenario mindset. Um, but I mean, you know, and it's interesting, right? Like if you or I are in that same position, right? It's a job you've wanted your whole life. You know, you're going to get one crack at it. Um, you have a vacancy at quarterback. You can either take Rogers, Tannehill, Garoppolo, or Derek Carr. I don't know. What are you doing? It's, 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 or Lamar, or Lamar Jackson. Like, I, I don't know. It's a tough one. It is. Yeah. I mean, you can talk yourself into, to anybody. And I know what your answer is, but <laughs> I'd go Lamar. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And I probably would too. But um, uh, I'm just saying it's like, it's, it's got to be tough. And, you know, you have, you know, you have Hackett in there. I, I think Hackett's going to help. Um, I, so on Hackett, though, I wanted to ask you about him, Connor. Like, you know him probably better than, than any writer out there, local, local or national, from that, the Syracuse connection. You know, we're both there at, at Syracuse. You, you talk to him more, more than me. Shame on me, right, when we covered that football team. Uh, Doug Marone's press conferences were just too captivating to, for, for me to really think elsewhere, right, to, right? to talk to coordinators. I mean, but. we had Greg Robinson, God rest his soul, reading The Little Engine That Could right into Doug Marone, <laughs> throwing his suit jacket. Oh, that was epic. That was yeah. epic. We, we went you've known Hackett from, from Syracuse, and then obviously he was here in Buffalo, Jacksonville. I, I, th- I talked to him a few times down there, and he did work some magic with Blake Bortles. That's pretty impressive when you really think about it. And then he gets with Aaron Rodgers, MVP seasons. How much of it is Hackett? How much of it is Rodgers? Goes to Denver, and it's just an utter disaster that I know the two of us didn't really see coming. Um, yeah. Why is he – how do I frame this? You know, Rogers loves him. I mean, they're unbelievably close. He was closer to Hackett than anybody really on the entire coaching staff in Green Bay. Um, wh- wh- why? Why is this such a good fit? Like, why do you think he enjoys working with Aaron so much and vice versa? I think he is a, I think Nathaniel's a people pleaser. I think he meets everyone at their level and, and that's huge. I, um, and I think that he understands how to engage people and, you know, I think a lot of what he did, the magic that he worked in Green Bay was finding the things that Aaron likes to do and then setting them up throughout the course of a game. And so it's like, okay, this is one of your favorite throws or, you know, you like this play here. All right. Well, then on the first drive, I'm going to I'm going to run kind of something like this and it's going to make the defense act act on it. And then we're going to do it again and again and again. And then the third drive you're going to play action and this thing's going to be wide open. And I think that was a lot of like, you know, LaFleur would call the offense, but what Nathaniel was doing is kind of combing through it and finding those spots where you're going to call the kill shot, you know, and you're going to, you're going to throw that, that knockout blow. And I think that Rogers likes to play that kind of, you know, that style of football. And I think Hackett meets him at that level. And I think that's what, and plus he's just, he's really funny. I mean, you know, his team meetings are an event. You know, um, a lot of Austin Powers references, uh, you know. You can't so, go wrong with that. That's, you can't that's go wrong with Austin Powers. Powers. So I think in that way, um, I think in that way he's he's good. He's good for players, and I think they like him. They respect him. I think the best 
he said the best compliment he ever got on someone watching one of his meetings was what the hell was that? And he said, that's what I want people to leave saying like, not in a, you know, not in a Michael Scott way, but like, uh, that was like something that I've never seen before. And, um, Rogers appreciates that, you know, someone who brings the juice like that every day. Cause that's tough in November. If you're still dancing into the meeting room and, you know, hollering and doing voices and, you know, all that stuff, it takes a special kind of patience and endurance to do yeah. something like that. I mean, I know that like Rogers and Tom Clements were close or have been close for a number of years. Obviously he, he's credited Tom Clements for his development as much as anybody in the pros, but from a personality standpoint, you couldn't get any more different than Tom Clements and Nathaniel Hackett. And it's a long season. And when you're 38, now 39 going on 40, man, it might get to November, December, January, and it's a drag. And, you know, you're a little ornery, you're a little agitated. The little things start pissing you off. I'd imagine that's where a Hackett personality could help. And if you're looking at the potential upside here, Aaron Rodgers might just give a shit behind the scenes more often when he's happier to go to work with a coach who's just generally happier. That's it's not necessarily a knock on Clements. I mean, he loves Clements, but that's the reason that they hired him. But Hack Hack is just a totally different personality, and that, that could help him at this point. We'll see. It keeps us it keeps us busy and bustling here. I live 10 minutes from the facility, so you know, I, I could go for uh that that's the kind of travel I like for work. So just well, little Stop do you know, you just uh, you're you're hired. You're um, a go long correspondent <laughs> yes. out there in New Jersey. So we are going to dispatch you to Aaron Rodgers's locker, and I'll I'll send you some questions in advance. You just rapid fire. Can I tell you know, him shout, this? Shout over everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, Connor, thanks so much for for fitting this in. You are a hell of a busy guy unbelievably talented keep writing the way you do reporting the way you do and uh i'll be sure to bother you again and if i can do anything to help you in a small way please let me know dude just saying that many nice things i'll come on whenever the hell you want that's uh this is great <laughs> i really just want to talk about parenting with you for an hour so we, yes. we, we got to turn this into a parenting podcast i'll need a few more beers before that gets going <laughs> <laughs> lovely i like it hey thanks so much man